This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Kelsey gets there, another good kick from him, and here's Houghton now. Houghton going past one man, finding Wagstaff, Wagstaff turning well, setting up Chilton. Well, welcome to uh, to Holland back again. Uh, we're back for this new season, 2022-2023. Uh, that's the season. And uh, we are proudly and uh, very appreciative uh, of the sponsors. Um, we're part of the Amber Circle Group and we're sponsored by Six Yards Out and Pearson's Bar. Ant's not here, so I'm hosting. Um, so you can blame Ant if this goes terribly. But we're just going to have a bit of a chat about some championship overall predictions and our predictions for Hull City specifically. And well, we might want to talk about pre-season as it's a season preview, but really it was so miserable in terms of the results. I don't really know whether we'd want to do that. So I'm Nathaniel Witto, and who are you, Will? It's Wessel FM's Nathaniel Witto, as John Indeed it is. William Young. Um, oh, I have got my badge. There we go. For audio listeners, I'm now lifting up my 106.9 West Hull FM badge. And uh, I've had an exciting day because I was at the press conference uh, today and I, I tweeted furiously about all the sort of news um, that was at the press conference with the new eight signs, Ajahn Illegella and Tan Kessler, no, not Tan Kessler, Shota Arvaladza. Uh, and that was a really good experience, but I don't think we'll talk about that too much. There wasn't a huge amount of news. Um, Maybe bring up a little bit that when there's, there's more of us. So shall we just get into... Well, really, how are you feeling? The game is tomorrow. How are you feeling ahead of Bristol City tomorrow? I am fucking excited because football is back. Mm. Well, I say football is back. The Women's Euros has been great. So football's been back. Well, the men's football. In terms of Hull City, I'm just glad that we're finally there. And I'm not win, lose, or draw. I'm just glad that I'm going back to the KC with mates, getting smashed and having a good time. Yeah, same, same. I mean, it's been too long. Uh, I've I've not been watching the um, women's football. I'm terrible, so it's felt it's felt like an even longer wait. And um, we've not done very well over pre-season, so it'd be nice to actually play some teams we might do well against. And um, you know, yeah, the game tomorrow will be a huge crowd. 
it will be even bigger than the uh, the Leicester game. That was the major um, positive out of preseason from the Leicester game, which was that the attendance was so big, bigger than league matches this time last year. Well, it was thirteen thousand instead of ten. When you look on the uh, ticket site at the moment, it looks like all of East, North and West have been sold out. So there's mm. going to be at least 15,000 there, which is, compared to recently, just a massive increase. And it just shows that you don't have to change the name to become a, a, a popular brand yes. and uh, become yes. liked by the fans. And can I say more than that? Well, yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. A ridiculous notion that we had would have had to change the name to become popular. Because, I mean, I was at the conference, Ajin was saying that we were going to get lots more merchandise and that was going to be sold in Turkey soon. That, uh, you know, big groups in Turkey want to get the rights to sell whole city merchandise officially there. And we've not changed the name at all. Um, and, you know, so I think what he's done in that in that regard has been... Very positive this preseason. Um, let's, let's, try to... and, let's try and do. I might put a bet that who's the first person who's going to mention them, the a, the previous family who was in charge. I'm, I'm going to try not to mention them ever again involved in Hull City because what the the oh, former Hull City owners Ihab and Asem Alam those. So you just money? money. Do I do I win money or not? No, you're losing. We didn't say whether the bet. Oh, well, how much have I lost? Seventy-two million pounds. Seventy-two million pounds. And, and who gets it? Is it you? Oh, well, uh, I'll give well, it to I'll, Mitchell. Mate, invest in transfers. Well, yes, we can. Um, we we can sign a few new players with that. So, um, shall we get into some whole city predictions for this season? Can do. Well, run them by us, Will, because I haven't got them here. Oh, that's a good start. That's a great start, Nathaniel Hurst. Um, well, I didn't know so, I was doing this. Ant, Ant we'll, we'll, we'll has abandoned we'll go, us. We'll go on, but we'll, we'll, yeah, he's abandoned us. Um, and decided not to appear with an hour left because he left his laptop at home. Silly hmm. man. Um, but we could go. He's here in spirit. We should talk about is the best thing we should talk about is probably the transfers. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you rate out of ten? I know I'm saying this because I'm going to disagree with that concept entirely in a minute. What would you rate the transfer window been for us out of 10? Uh, well, for the players in, I think I'd be very confident to say it's like an 8 out of 10. I mean, we've spent money, but we've also been astute in signing or Figueredo, Seri, Tete and Estepinian for free and Baxter's a loan deal. So we've only spent uh, transfer fees on a few players, but we've brought in great quality. We've been, you know, most of the players we've signed um if not all of them are better than who we've let go when you look at smallwood we liked him but seri you know because smallwood had won a uh, league one title seri had won a championship title surely that's an improvement um esther pinyan has scored lots of goals in portugal but you know eves who left um and four shoot who we don't have anymore they scored you know hardly any goals in this league so I think for the players in, I'd be very happy to say an eight. Um, we're not quite done yet. Um, but if you were to bring in as well the players we've let go, I think pretty much all of them except Lewis Potter and, and Honeyman, uh, I'm not too sad to see go really. But we we need to replace Honeyman because we need a little bit more depth in midfield and we are going to sign that number 10 midfielder. 
So that maybe would go up to a nine if we get someone better than Honeyman in my eyes. But of course, the um, worst bit is losing Lewis Potter. But then again, I think we had to sort of do that if we wanted to spend this money because uh, we haven't got parachute payments. Um, Ajahn said it today, you know, we have financial limitations in this league. And so I think Lewis Potter has actually a- enabled us to sign uh, Cynic, Tufan and Aliar, which maybe we wouldn't necessarily have been able to do, all three of them perhaps, and the bigger wages. So with Lewis Potter and Honeyman going out, seven, but players in... Eight players, eight out of ten for me. What about you, Will? Fair enough. Um, in terms of players going out, I, I agree for the most part. I think I understand why a lot of them have gone. They're not really going to be involved in the plans long-term at all. It's a shame. I mean, obviously, Honeyman's a big loss for me. I always like Honeyman, but feels like the club, and the, obviously the club and the player can't agree. It makes sense to let them go. Um Smallwood's a weird one because it felt like the club didn't let him know until very late, like, until barely the last second that he was going, which feels a mm-hmm. bit dodgy to me. And I love Smallwood, and I feel like, considering he was our captain, we'd have the better send-off. And with Keen Lewis Potter, based on what Adjun had said when he brought the, was it Adjun or Tan who was brought up in the interview about his agent? I think it was Adjun. Mm-hmm. Um, about his agent influencing him. If that's all true, obviously we don't know if it's true or not, it's all hearsay. Um, but if that's all true, I'm fine with him going because he's a player who clearly doesn't want to be at the club at this point. I do know, and to be honest, me as well, I want players who want to be at the club. I understand, obviously, he's a fantastic player and he's going to move on leaps and bounds. I do think he's left too early. I think it's going to be a yeah. season early, yeah. but. I'm fine with going for 20 million as well. I know obviously Adrian had said, oh, I want 30 million or nothing. I said, you know, but that was without, that was assuming he didn't want to leave. When a player wants to leave, you've got to be a bit more realistic about it. Um, yeah. In terms of incoming, yeah, in terms of incoming, I'm, I'm very happy with all of them. The thing is, I don't really want to judge any of the players properly until a bit into the season, to be honest. Because it's hard to say. I was like, well, yeah, they obviously they play pre-season, but pre-season's never, ever accurate in terms of how the season's going to go. And so it's always about fitness. So for me, I wouldn't judge most players. Obviously, it'll be obvious if they're not good enough very early on. But I wouldn't judge like when people say don't judge the table until about ten games in. I'd say the same for most players as well. Mm-hmm. So. I think ratings-wise, at the moment, if there's a feeling, I'd agree with you about seven and a half, eight, both ways. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And um, I think uh, we've got a very tough start. The first two games, Preston and Bristol, are fairly reasonable. But then after that, we've got what uh, Norwich, Burnley, QPR, Coventry, um, Sheffield United, somewhere. Yeah, it'll be tricky. And we've got 11 injuries. Um, and the players we've got... Uh, only a few of them, or the new signings anyway, are actually fully fit. Um, some of them are injured already, like Triori and Cynic. Uh, Cynic's only going to be out for the next four weeks, so I'm probably fully. about probably by about the tenth game, he'll be fully fit, hopefully, and actually playing. But yeah, it's um, you know a new team for Shotter to to manage. Uh, it's a new country for a lot and a new language uh, for a lot of the new players, and they've not played with each other before. And we've got those tough fixtures. Perhaps it's actually good we are playing those tougher games early on. Get them out of the way. 
maybe we'd, we would struggle anyway. And hopefully around the 10th game, we've played some of these, you know, relegated teams, for example, um, in recent years. After that, I think, I mean, hopefully we're doing well after 10 games, but I think it will be this season more than most um, and this club more than most. Judging after 10 or 12 games, Schotter said that at, um, at the conference today, that's probably a wise thing to do. But um, well, we've signed eight players. Who do you think is the um, best of the lot so far? It feels like an obvious answer, but Seri. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's the highest calibre. He's probably the highest paid. And he's, um, you know, could have gone to Barcelona at some point just five years ago, was it? Four or five years he ago? He was linked with him when he was at Nice, yeah. I think he was actually supposed to go there, wasn't he? And that fell through for whatever reason. But even if he'd that's, just been at Nice. Which, considering yeah, Barcelona still, managed to sign everyone at the moment, that's a surprise. Well, maybe that was back when they actually followed the rules and they didn't sign him. Um, but maybe they just decided not to. But he was close um, to that. A close and, second um, for me would probably be, because obviously it's the obvious answer, probably Baxter coming back, to be honest. Because mm-hmm. um, I thought he had such a good season. I think his stats, his stats were for most most of the. I know statistics don't win football matches really, but in terms of goalkeeping, like shots saved per minute and all them sort of things, I think he was top of most of those tables. But because he not played a lot of games, it mm-hmm. kind of ruled him out of being considered one of the better keepers in the league. He didn't play enough really, um, and I think obviously this scene as I like I like Ingram, but Baxter's obviously going to be first choice. Um, so I think and the fact that it's learned to a permanent makes me quite confident that we're going to if he continues as he is he will be ours at the end of the season yeah yeah absolutely and um, I mean if we get promoted definitely but and if we have a decent season um, and of course he's injured for the moment he might struggle to get into the team again ahead of Ingram because I think we're actually very blessed Ingram's a great keeper as well. They're two solid keepers, aren't they? Really, like you, sometimes yeah. we've, um, and we've actually had a, a, a lot of good goalkeepers recently. I feel like they've always been towards the top of our list of best players. Maybe that's because we're, uh, you know, the last few years have been pretty tough, so they've faced more shots. But um, yeah, I think um, he might struggle. But yeah, if we do well, um, we, we've had him for, for two years on loan, and maybe another three or four or something if we sign him permanently. I think that's good. And um, he said um, at the conference that it was it was a good thing for the club that he'd signed to show other loan players that not only have we got Baxter, who's a great player from Chelsea, but he, he's enjoyed it here so much that um, he's come back for another year. And that's a really good... Yeah, exactly. It's sort of a different thing, but Fenerbahce is still a big club. Um, you know, they're like the Chelsea of Turkey, aren't they, really? Um, so... I think it is a real big sign and that shows the ambition because I think was it Schotter or or someone recently uh, said that they'd struggle to get English players in uh, or players from England uh, and convince them here. But we are looking at a few in England now. And I think what Baxter said is part of the reason for that because they're happy that they can see that he's come back. Um, I wouldn't have chosen Baxter as my second best signing, I think. Estepinian's certainly got the potential to be, because I I, they're all unknowns. It's a very unusual thing yeah. for me. So that's why I was I thought Baxter. I know, so it's kind of. 
I hope he completes his numbers that he was doing in Portugal, but it's just hard to know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, I think the Portuguese league's pretty well, um, you know, respected. And of course, um, like Turkey and... I would say you... it's probably the best league outside of the big five. Probably. That's what I've always thought. I've always thought, I mean, it's slightly off topic, but you've got Spain, Italy, France, Germany, England. Germany, England. And then you've got... Portugal, Portugal and Holland, I think, or the Dutch league. And then a slightly below that, you've probably got Turkey and Ukraine and that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I think Turkey maybe. with that, from those, with Portugal and Holland. Yeah, perhaps. And of but course, yeah, he's, he's been at a big club um, who got into Europe, and it's a surprise that maybe you didn't want to stay with them or maybe they didn't offer him anything uh, very good. But yeah, but then again, I think the reason why I've put Serie as a top it's because Seri is as good as he is because he's a defensive player. We're going to have more of the ball, whereas Estepinian will only be as good as we allow him to be by giving him the service. From what I've seen, he's not like a Harry Kane drops deep and passes the ball around. He's he's a big lump who scores lots of headers. Um, and he's a Tom you know, Eves type. He's a Tom Eves type. Um, he's not as tall as Eves. But yeah, it's definitely you know scores lots of headers. Well, he certainly does. You know, because we saw similar stats from Eves when we signed him. He'd scored the most in the EFL headed wise, or headed goals for the last two years. I think that's the same with his opinion in um, Portugal, banging in the headers and uh, so. But then yeah, if we get the crosses in, he'll play very well. I'm not overly. I mean, I, I think a wing back's a good crossing. I'm not sure about the wingers exactly, but. Uh, I think he's definitely got the potential and, you know, it, it's a bit, when I saw we were linked with him, I thought we'll never get him because he's played in Portugal. That's a huge thing. But uh, he, Yeah, he feels like a player who should be good. a better club. Yeah, yeah. And he, I think, of course, he was in Europe. Maybe he was at a bigger club, but I think that just shows the ambition um, that we've got, that we've been able to meet with him, or not meet with him, that we've yeah. got him. And, Ajahn met with him six times and at the conference he said that it was in a, um, a TV break that allegedly he convinced him to sign finally. He had like a long TV break between, you know, one of his shows and he, he was on the phone to Oscar telling him to sign halfway through a TV show. He needs which to calm down. He needs to calm down. Oh, Ajahn is. Yeah, he said it's, um, he said it's been a whole lot harder than he thought it was going to be. And uh, I mean, in the press today, uh, Tan Kessler is allegedly a coffee addict, has 12 cups of coffee before lunchtime every day. So obviously, I know that's insane, isn't it? And Ajahn's been on the phone like five hours a day. And of course, you know, he would do that because of his, his media role. I would like to work when the transfer it's window's a, over. Yeah, it's um, a nice nap. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, it's I'll, I'll say what Ant told us on what his predictions were for the tran- the two transfers. Um, tend to give it a 7 out of 10. It's good business, but not really enough domestic signings for him personally. It's a gamble, sort of, when most of the side haven't experienced the championship, which is fair enough, to be fair. Um, and he's for him, the best signings, Ali are. Um, he's excited to see what he has a full season under his belt, which is fair play, because in the last few games of the season, he was probably my favourite player on the pitch. Oh, he's great to watch, isn't he? He's one of those players 
like San Maximan or something, where just when on the ball you get excited because of the dribble, the dribbles he's going to do. It's amazing. Uh, the thing about the domestic signings, I can understand that because we've not actually Baxter's is the only one we've actually bought from an English club, but five of the eight players have played in England, haven't they? That's the thing. Seri Figueiredo, experience of English football, fans, a lot of Alain Baxter. So it's but not that terrible. Positive. Two of them got promoted, and that's a huge thing. Baxter's played yeah. in England lots. Aliar, ha- he's only played like ten league. games. But then two fan, and yeah, and then of course one of, my, one of my mates is a Watford fan though, and obviously if you ask him, he may have played yeah. in the Prem. He didn't play very well in the Prem. The Championship is is nowhere near as good as the Premier League, though. I don't think we're going to have to worry about that. It's a different sort of football as well. It's different it's football. Much, and more, I think it's a bit more physical game in the Championship. Yeah. And they'll have the ball the more than Watford. We should be playing better than Watford did last year because they, I mean, at home, was it 11 home defeats in a row? That's just humiliating. And, of course, he was part of that. But then again... But he's also know, playing for Watford at a high level as well. True. But then again... Uh, the thing about you can say that Tufan was part of an awful Watford team, but the, diff, the the two parts is that you can look at it in two ways. He didn't actually play for Watford, so he, it's not his fault that they were rubbish. And the other one is that he's so bad he couldn't even get into Watford's team. So I don't know which one to to think about, but um, yeah, I'll be optimistic um, and say, you know, to, if Tufan had played every minute, they would have stayed up. Maybe we, maybe we can think that, but uh, yeah, I um, think. Seri and uh, best opinion in the top two. Yeah, and for, for me, obviously, Seri and uh, Baxter. Um, who do you think is going to be our top scorer? Um, Greaves, no. I think Estepinian could be. I appreciate be. it. If we have a good season, I think it's because Estepinian has been the top scorer. And, I mean, the the, the goals need to come from somewhere because Aliar, his end product at the moment, isn't quite good enough, I think. He can be a goal scorer, but... Well, you know. It's funny that, because my prediction is Aliar. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, if no he gets into the positions... Either. Yeah, it's just a, the way he plays, he's just so unpredictable. I feel mm. he might have a bit of a... It sounds... It is a compliment. I know some people will consider it a compliment, but he feels like he might have like a bit of a Malik Wilkes in League One type season. Yeah, so good. Um, some people will consider that an insult because it's Wilkes, but I don't. Yeah, Wilkes in League One is. I mean, it, you know, you always see like Peter I'm, so, I'm very involved. surprised. Yeah. Very surprised, Grant McCann's not coming for him. To be honest. Well, I'll get onto that in a second. But you always look at the Championship players as like um, McCormack and Rhodes and Peter Whittingham as the best Sharp. ever. As best ever Championship players. Given, especially if he goes on and has a third season with Peterborough or Sheffield Wednesday, Wilkes will surely be looked at as one of the best League One players because he's had already two amazing seasons, like 22 goal involvements in both times. You know, Wilkes in League One is very good. I, I couldn't comment on the, the quality of League One. We've not been in it for such a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I can't even remember. We, we, we've Bambi's the greatest ever League One player. So. We didn't. You know, no City fan has seen Hull play in League One in in person for ages. So, you know, yeah. But the other thing is, they're sending Schmodix, Peterborough sending Schmodix to Blackburn, apparently. So, 
you would Which think with that with that money they are straight on to Wilkes. Um, I mean, and, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he inquired about him anyway. Um, I mean, there's oh, probably plenty of players that could go for, but just because he's had such a good relationship with Grant and he can do it in League One, it just seems yeah. like a good fit for him. It's like, you know, um, Lampard and Mason Mount or Nico Cranchar and um, Harry Redknapp, you know, they just go together. You'd think McCann would want more signage for every team is Yeah, that sort of thing. That's um, the classic. Mm. Um, uh, Steve Bruce and Jeremy Sons. Yeah. <laughs> might have only signed him for like one club. But uh, well, Elmer Hamadi. He signed Elmer Hamadi three times, I think. So, yeah. Amazing, uh, yeah. Um, so, following on, obviously, I don't know. Obviously, I didn't predict top scorer because I didn't ask him to. So, I've just kind of thrown him on the way. It's probably so, yes, Obviously, he predicted probably. Andy Cannon is top scorer, so we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who do you think is going to be our best player overall? Then it's a big question. Um, yeah. Who you, so it gets to the end of the season. We've got the player of the season. Who for you is going to be picking up that trophy that KLP is going to be Ryan giving? Ryan Longman. Ryan Longman, obviously. I've got to mention it. For asking? No. Why did uh, I, uh, serious for answer. I think Longman <laughs> might not actually play a huge amount this year, anyway. But um, I think. Well, Greaves, if the defence stays really good and he actually stays at the club, then um, he could definitely be player of the year. Estepinian, if he's the top scorer, which I think he will be, top scorers usually get the credit, don't they? But then I think Seri is going to be, you know, such a big presence for us. He's going to play a lot. He's going to be the the professor. I think maybe it's obvious, but I think Seri's definitely got that quality you know, he looks really class, and I think, I think I maybe think attacking, we'll give it to him. Attacking players are always always have an advantage in those sort of awards as well. Oh, absolutely, because you know you don't remember. Nobody says, "Oh, look, Seri won twenty tackles." The whole city, the whole city, a lot of defensive players have won those awards. Like Michael Dawson, won it. Michael Taylor mm. won it. Players like them have always won it as well. So Davis, my turn. I think I maybe Curtis Davis would have won it. Who would have won it when we, in, when we got promoted? Who would have won that? Because I can't really think of anyone who stood out. Maybe certain. Livermore? Davis, saying, I think Davis won it. I think Davis won it the FA Cup season from memory. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I mean. Yeah, I think probably. And that was, he's a defender. So, yeah. right. I think Dreams is more likely. Since he was introduced... Here you go. This is a list. Mark Greaves has won it. Ian Goodison's won it. Damien Delaney's won it. Andy Dawson, Michael Turner, Anthony Gerrard, Curtis Davis, Michael Dawson. So plenty of defenders have won it for us. And I'm going to go with your original answer. And for me, I think it's Jacob Greaves as well, if he stays. But that's because I I am to Greaves what you are to Longman. Yeah, I, I think Greaves probably will stay... Because I don't necessarily I do. see him being bought by a Premier League club yet, and but it, what a Premier League club who was looking after it, it was Middlesbrough who were looking at him. Yeah, who, and uh, Watford. Um, I did write down uh, an alternate in case he does leave. I did write down an yeah. alternate just in case he does leave. So it gets to the end of the season and he's left. I don't look too horrendously stupid. Mm-hmm. And it's an outside of the box one. It's more my personal preference, and it's Regan Slater. Because I think Regan Slater is going to have a very nice season next to Seri. 
Yeah, as if that's the thing, though, we can maybe move on to the formation we think we're going to play because I think I mean, what, we're probably definitely going to play forward. three at the back. But we, we go back to saying we haven't got a replacement for Smallwood, but I argue we do. In well, I think Slater has played defensive midfielder, but I don't think that's what he is. I think he is more just box to box. I think we're going to play a different formation as well from what we yeah, have with Smallwood. I think what we're probably going to play when the players are fit, we've spent the money on. Cynic and Aliar, so you're gonna play them, and you, you can't play them both if you're playing two up front. I think because they're not going to play wing back, and I think you're going to want an actual bigger striker who's a centre forward rather than like a winger or you know one of these wishy washy vague forwards that McCann liked to sign. Um, so I think we all play four three uh, three four three, and. If you've also spent the money on two fan and two fans playing well, and Sevi, you know, is probably going to play, where will Slater play? You know, so I, I think if we play the formation that I think we will play with the wingers, maybe Slater won't get in the team. But but then again, he probably deserves to be there because he's you know for fifty grand, well not just for fifty grand, he's an he, clearly a very good player. Sheffield might, as well a, might as well be a free transfer, to be honest, at that point, the way football is. Yeah. 50 grand is one of Seri's old you know, weekly wages, isn't it? Which is nothing, really. Exactly. So, um, um, or, but I, do like the, I do like the symmetry if it does come down to, because obviously Mark Greaves, his dad won Player of the Year. I'd like to see Jacob mm-hmm. Greaves win it as well. Yeah, I, th- I think Slater, that's a, that's a decent enough shout. Maybe Young Player of the Year, perhaps. But uh, I think... Slace is a great player, and I think it would be good to have him in midfield. But I'm just not overly convinced that he will play. Possibly, you know, that shows we've got good options in midfield. Yeah, I'm just true. he might do. I think perhaps it's more likely Slater is going to play better than Tufan because Tufan, you know, got quality, but is he up for the challenge? Perhaps yeah, these days at Watford and his fitness, you know, he's sometimes named too fat, isn't he? So I've seen him called that. So perhaps, uh, perhaps it's less likely. Yeah, perhaps he's um, uh, uh, you know, his fitness levels aren't up, you know, where they need to be for the championship. And Slater definitely would be. But um, yeah, I think Slater will play on uh, tomorrow, Saturday. But I'm just not. If things go well and two fans amazing, and the wingers are amazing, then he won't play. I think. And Coyle's the captain, so he, Slater has played right wing back, but he's not he's not going to play there. So perhaps, but I think he won't play. Sorry. Despicable behaviour. Um, oh, and oh, Adam's watching. Bloody hell. Um, it's the opinion. Yeah. If he's watching, he should just be on here. Yeah. yeah. We miss um, you, man. So, uh, he has got the correct choice for player of the season. Now he's telling us of Jacob Graves. Um, I completely agree. And anyone else who says otherwise is wrong. Um, but anyway, me, then. Um, where do you think we're going to finish? Uh, I don't know. Well, I did my um, season predictions. Uh, I did the league table prediction like, uh, this time or at some point this week. And I, I thought we're so difficult to predict because we don't really know a huge amount about Shotter. We don't really know how the players are going to do. Um, you know, I'm loving there's, there's it. I'm so loving many the unpredictability of our team. I know it is. It is. 
it's exciting whenever you look at people's predictions we're either in the top six or in the bottom three it's rare that we're mid-table it's one or the other and it feels like fuck knows what's going to happen i know it it, it really could be anything I don't think we'll go down because if we no, that... I do think we'll be better than last season, but I don't. Well, what was you going to say? Sorry, about your position. Well, we've definitely got enough quality in the team that if things were going badly, you would sack Shotter and someone else would come in and we'd get a lift and you'd get eventually, once fitness issues get, and the gelling get, gets get, done. Get Nick Bound back in as player manager. Yeah. That's, we, that's we always would... my go to. We're too good to go down. I'm doing. Um, what are these quotation marks? Um, two nil is the most dangerous scoreline in football. Yeah, uh, is it two nil in the Burnley game, or, or are you just saying that? It's a uh, yeah. it's I, I, I cliche. Yeah, we won't let it get so bad that we go down because we've got the quality to to stay up. I think, but we might linger towards the bottom, and maybe. Sh- Ajin will think, well, we'll give Shotter another year. But I think 11th. I, I, I said, I probably, I probably would say 12th, but that's just too down the road. And I think right sli- we're, we're slightly better than 12th, so I think 11th is fair enough. But uh, I think it, it will probably be anywhere between... Because the thing is, 12th sounds not very close to the playoffs, but uh, pretty much all the teams last year between like 14th and about, it was really close to playoff race for a long yeah. time. Like co- teams like Coventry and Blackburn and QPR, who had a really good playoff push, they finished around twelfth because they dropped off just in the last four, five, six, seven, eight games. So they Black had a were, well. Blackburn were just a shambles. Well, yeah, um, they had a terrible second half of the season. So and they finished like thirteenth or something. But you can finish there and have a good shambles. season. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, yes, of course. That was great. We pretty much um, we to were be part honest, of that. actually went downhill from the moment we played them, and they've not forgiven us yet. It seems like when you read Twitter, it's quite funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I um, think eleventh, but perhaps uh, you know, but that um, will be closer than that sounds, perhaps. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I took in doubt and we're at a range, but we'll take the middle number as my actual prediction. I think we'll be between ten. Tenth and fourteenth for me. Um, so yeah. tw- let's say twelfth, middle of the road. Um, I think for a start, we're not going to go down, and that'll probably come back to army. But um, I just think we're not going down. Least, there's at least three teams worse than us. Oh, there's Whereas, at last least season. Six. Last season there was the there was the thing that Reading and Derby had those points deductions, which really changed the bottom of the table a lot. It was a weird one, of, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. And we, we were actually really were closer to the bottom than it suggested because if you took away the points deductions, the way the teams played. Mm. Um, but that's not how it works, and it? it doesn't work that way. Um, mm. But I do feel there's a lot more. Well, for, I think there's definitely three. There's more than three teams worse than us. Um, okay. For me personally, I know I said 10 to 14, 12. We finished 19th last season. Anything above 19 for me is a plus because it's a positive and it's an improvement. Yeah, I, I think perhaps... I don't want to finish 18 for anything like that, obviously, but I will look at that because it's it, it is moving forward for me. And yeah, it's not much, but yeah, if we moved up one position every year, it would take about 16 years for us to go up. We don't want to well, do that. You'll still be alive, I'll be dead of old age by that point, <laughs> but you'll still be alive. Maybe 
you're not that much older than me, you know. Well, give yourself some credit. Well, going back uh, to what you said, I remember watching us in League One, so don't start that one. Uh, well, I, I am I old enough. Watching us in League that. Two. Yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, uh, what was I going to say? Something playoffs or I think uh, what? What Gabe Gabe said there? Players should be lock, lock of the team. That's my thing. I think about the. I think we're not going. I think we're going to have a poor start. I honestly do because I think the oh, yeah. team's going to take some time to gel, yeah, and I'm worried definitely. that a lot of fans. I, I'm worried because we went up in League One and there was no fans there, and I feel like the fact there was no fans there really helped the fact that we went up. Oh yeah, I think we might not have gone bounced straight back up if the fans have been around because it's the, fans be were, precious, the way yeah. the team, the way the team had ended. The season, the previous year, the way the capitulation it had been, I think the fans might have. Graham probably wouldn't have kept his job for a start. He probably would have gone. Especially at some point. we were not very good at home. But I think we, we were, were like the third best team. We were the third best team. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we won the league, and um, but in general, had a great our record, record was infinitely better than our home record. Well, yeah, but we won every yeah. game one nil, and the play, the team, the fans even would have got very frustrated with that. But yeah, what what I was going to say is that. Yes, improvement, getting up to even mid-table, 14th or something, would be an improvement. But I think that isn't an improvement enough for the, um, you know, we're being sensible and saying, yeah, that that's we're being reasonable. But the, I'm happy with that, but I know a lot of football Twitter, yeah. let's say that. I just mean um, the, the owners. Fans, forum, the, fans forums yeah. won't be happy unless we finish first, though, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Um, um, but Schotter and Ajahn and Tan... It, 14th wouldn't be good enough for them, I don't think, something like that. Um, they are pushing for promotion, and, um, although it will be difficult, we do have to have a bit of a push, um, given the team we have. Otherwise, I think Schotter will be the manager next year, because I think we are going to yeah, finish I noticed, high enough. I noticed uh, uh, Rick Skelton had put out, obviously, his prediction for the full season. Uh, obviously, asking, and he put Schotter... To be manager in May, I think the think most people did say yes. I'll be surprised yeah. if he's not manager in May, even if we have a poor season, because Adjun feels like he has a lot of faith in him. And like you said, I saw you put in the when you tweeted about the press conference. Even if they don't go up this season, it's he did say it was going it's to be a long-term project. project. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got obviously the vein for, for playoffs, but obviously there, there's clearly flexibility there at least. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that just uh, they were joking about, I think Schotter was sort of trying to do a joke that uh, Ajin said, um, you know, uh, I, I have confidence in the team. And even next year, I, if we don't go up, I have confidence in the manager. And Schotter was like, phew, I'll still be in a job. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think it, we would have to be doing really badly. Um, you know, we would be in, if he were in a relegation battle early on uh, or even later in the season when the players should have got better then maybe he'll be in trouble. But I do think we'll be mid-table enough. Um, yeah. So, yeah, what do we think of this? Because I think question. we probably won't have... We, we probably won't have a, a, a locked-in one for a little while. Especially when... Um, I mean, Cynic will be, you know, back fit in maybe six weeks or something. And Traore, we've signed. He's <laughs> going to be injured till Christmas. Maybe Traore yeah, so, is the so best player we, ever. Technically, we haven't signed Traore. Yeah. Well, we have, but just because they haven't announced it doesn't mean he's not. We're not paying yeah. him. Well, to be, oh yeah, he'll be he'll be training with the club. Obviously, it's just the case of they haven't, they haven't registered him until probably. Yeah, maybe they haven't registered um, him. Yet. 
I noticed when the kit numbers came out, the number 15 was still available, as was the number 10. Um, it's Triori. I, I have a feeling Triori will get the number 15, yeah. Um, mm. But in terms of number 10 question from Gabe about a lock of a starting 11 before December 1st, I don't think there will be. I, I think mm. I think the entire season will probably, there's probably going to be changes the way that, because the, the players we've got fit so many different sort of formations and tactics, it feels like. I don't think we'll know our strongest level until the new year. Yeah, I mean, I think Tufan, um, maybe even Seri, um, you know, the, definitely the wingers we've got, Longman, Aliar, Cynic, they could all play in any position. Slater's very versatile. Um, Coyle, or, you know, the wing-backs could play, you know, left-back or left-wing-back. Um, you know, Jones can play defensive midfielder. Uh, I mean, you could play up front with um, two strikers or... Uh, you know, a, mid, a midfielder behind the two strikers in, uh, as a 10. Yeah, so I think, and plus it's a championship. Y- even if you have a locked in starting 11, because of the injuries and the fitness you need for this team, even Fulham didn't have like a proper locked in 11, perhaps, because you have to change it. Well, I think they um, have the ability to not have one as well, to be fair. True, exactly. And I think, because I don't necessarily think we are, I mean, I, I, I'm joking and I have been joking about it, but that we're going to walk the league. We're not going to walk the league, but because the ambition is promotion, you are going to keep changing it until you do go on a winning run. You hit a winning formula, yeah. Because they'll think that they can, that, that, you know, like Blackpool with all their League One quality players last year, perhaps, although they did very well, they probably wouldn't want to change it because things were going well enough for them. But this season for us, our ambitions are higher and we've brought these players in. You're going to keep changing it because there is the potential for it to play really well at some point. You just need to find that system that fits it. Yeah. Um, I don't think for, the record, for the record, anyone wondering, and told us, he thinks we'll finish 11th, probably flat with a, the chance of playoffs, but fall short in the end. But it'll be progressing a solid base to build on, which pretty much is what we said, to be fair. Absolutely. Um, I, I think the squad will be stronger next year. Even if we have a good season, we're not going to lose that many players because I think the Turkish players, unless like a big Turkish club wants them, they're going to want to stay and be part of the project. And um, maybe we might lose Baxter or, or Greaves, perhaps. Um, but maybe that's the thing. Don't that say because, that. No, but perhaps because we've got uh, so many players from abroad, maybe they're less attractive to other English clubs. So maybe we could keep them for longer, perhaps. Um, and some of them are a bit older, like Seri. No one's going to spend big money on him if he's the championship player of the year. He's 31 next season, he'll be 32 the year after. Well, if he was championship player of the year, I think someone would spend big money on him. Uh, if he's player of the year or something, he's not necessarily going to want to move again, perhaps. So, um, I think the team will be much stronger next year when, um, uh, you know, we've got. Um, and, and you know, you think about the attendances last year, the attendances weren't so high, but this year, if we have a whole year of higher attendances, the finances might be there so we can spend a bit more money um, next year as, as well, perhaps. And it's difficult to build a strong team from scratch, but you can build a strong team like Man City don't spend, they don't sign eight players a summer, do they? And they but when they do, spend, they don't strong. usually spend beyond their means, which is ridiculous because they have the means to spend. That's the sensible, end. isn't it? 
But next year we won't. You sell Ferran yeah, Ferran Torres and Sterling for eighty million, and you bring in like Haaland for forty-five, fifty yeah. million. Our budget this season has been split between eight players and soon to be like eleven. Uh, next year it probably would only have to be split between three or four quality players you that we could add. So, yeah, was, there's an you improvement. Know, up, so, theoretically. Yeah. Theoretically, so I think next season will be stronger. And if we were to finish 12th, 11th, or have a push at the playoffs, more players are going to want to come here. Um, Schotter will be more, um, if he's still there, more you know, keyed into the championship and we'll be able to spend a little bit more with already a good team. So I think, you know, if we are thinking a longer term project this year, promotion, of course, would be f- fantastic. But you know, if we, as long as we do okay, we can think. Well, next year, we've even got we've got a, an even bigger chance. I think, but that's yeah. optimistic. Maybe we'll finish bottom. Who knows? Who I knows? Um, I, I think I think that covers everything for us for the old city stuff. Um, so should we move on to the championship then, as a general selection? Yeah, I mean, uh, perhaps. Um, or should we answer this? Um, do you see us being busy in January? That depends. If we're first, then it's no. It's hard to say at the moment. Yeah. Well, we're bringing in Traore pretty much then. And uh, I think, we'll, I mean, do you think Ajahn's the type of person that if we aren't doing well, will he panic and spend more on a certain player? I'm not overly sure. I want to say no, but he also brought in Liam Walsh on loan because he had a good free kick. Yeah, I mean, maybe that was shot or something, but uh, I guess we had to do that because um, we weren't happy with the squad last um, January. But uh, I think, in a way, because of, he, he seems to be aware of the financial implications and the uh, financial fair play. So if there was money to spend on a big player that would improve the team in January, we'd be spending it now anyway. I don't necessarily know or have the funds to do it then. So um, I don't think we'll be hugely busy, um, but we would be next summer, I think. Next summer's going to be another big one with lots more signings, I reckon. Yeah, but let's move on to the championship, I think. Um, uh, I think maybe do it in reverse order. So who was going down? Um, uh, give me a second. Well, I think Rotherham are definitely going down. I'm just going to find um, my league table prediction on here, but Rotherham are definitely going down. Eves is the main thing about Rotherham. They had Ladapo and Smith, who have both gone to League One. So maybe they're not actually that good if they've gone from the Championship to League One. But their highest goal-scoring seasons in the Championship are double the amount of goals the two strikers they brought in to replace them are. Because Eves has only ever scored five. I can't even remember who the other striker they brought in. Oh, was it Connor Washington? He's not very good either, really. And Smith and Ladapo are better, I think. So they've got worse. And they already had a squad that would be capable with, um, you know, uh, getting relegated. So I think Rotherham bottom than the other two who were a bit uh, dodgy off the pitch at the moment. Birmingham and Reading, um, you know, uh, I don't have much confidence in in Reading at all. And then um, Birmingham... Uh, I don't see where the goals are coming from. They've got a, a very thin squad at the moment as well. So um, those are my three to go down. 
Well, this feels incredibly boring because mine is the same three. Um, well, I think it's fair. Expected. I feel like isn't some of them is very obvious. It, or it's, at least it feels like an obvious choice because the way that their priests, their seasons have gone, their summer feels mm-hmm. like they're destined to not have a good time. Um, yeah. I feel sorry. I feel really sorry for Birmingham fans because the whole Lawrence Bassini bullshit that they developed. Obviously, thank God they haven't got it. Oh, yeah. um, but I think he's really fucking disrupted their summer, a lot of it. Um, yeah. And while I think they've still got some decent players, I just feel like it's a bit of a... Who are their decent players, though? I don't think uh, they've got any. Well, they've just signed the other... Their Bellingham, Jude Bellingham's younger brother. So yeah, be Jude wildly. Bellingham's younger brother isn't Jude Bellingham, though, perhaps. Very uh, true. Um, Eng- England internationals, uh, you know, Michael Keane's younger brother is Will Keane. So he's good in League One now, but, you know, it might not run in the family is all I'm saying. But uh, And then, of course, their manager that they brought in, he might be gone now, which would be very disruptive. So I think, yeah, they're maybe Blackpool because they've lost Critchley. Critchley. I don't think Sunderland's think squad is amazing. Blackpool. Um, I think they'll yeah. be maybe around the 18th to 20th, maybe a bit higher position. I think yeah, I think they'll, they'll be, be okay. Um, yeah, they'll be around where we were last season. Um, Rotherham, there's always Ooh. one team who comes up who goes back down, and I feel like it's just going to be them. It's them. Um, That'll be seven years in a row they've changed leagues. I, I would love it if they beat that, but the one... Um, and what I would love is if Tommy uses twenty goal prediction came true. Well, That's I'm yes. sorry, mate, it's not happening. Um, as much as I love you, I just I'll be amazed if that happens. Um, and who's even was it? Reading. Reading just feel like the biggest mistake they could have made was keep Paul Linton. They chose that mistake. I know. I think they've got a chance because they've kept Lucas Zhao and he's a good yeah. goal scorer. He's the only reason why they stayed up last season, really. But I think uh, if when maybe when they lose him, because I think he's a good player, could go elsewhere. Um, then they're they're looking very bad. And you know, I like Shane Long, but his he he, he doesn't score anymore for the last five years. Yeah, he's not he's not the Shane Long who played for Hull City. Put it that way. No, no, he's about well, what eight years older and not as good. So yeah. Um, yeah. Would the next one be our biggest underperformers for next season? I, I would go for the tables of Hull. So, who, well, not the tables of Hull, but who do you think is going to be the playoffs? Uh, well, here I've got my perhaps my only one controversial pick for the whole league table, but I've got Norwich, which is fine. Middlesbrough, Ooh. yeah, again. Well, I don't think Norwich are going straight back up because they haven't got I mean, Dean Smith's a decent manager, but I think. Um, I mean, I, again, I, they the are is, destined to swap places with Fulham every season, you know. Yeah, but that's, that's the thing, though. I think that you're more likely to get your league table predictions correct if, if you intentionally get predict what you don't think will happen. So, Norwich going up, yeah, that could happen. So, I don't think it will. You know, that's the, the logic I'm using. Uh, and then I've got okay. uh, boring choice Burnley. Burnley are good, they've got good players. Don't think much of Vincent Company though. My only one controversial pick of the table really is Luton. 
And well, um, I don't think that's too controversial because a lot of people know, still think it's going to be up there. I think that um, if they were a bigger club, like, um, I don't know, maybe if they were um, uh, Cardiff, maybe, or Swansea or, or someone like that who had a, a few bad years, if they were a team that had got relegated from the Premier League, and they'd lost all their Premier League players eventually, um, but they had that general sense that they were a big club, and then they go down like a Bolton. If if Bolton had got relegated, come back up, and done the exact same thing as Luton, bought the exact same players, and then they had that amazing season where they finished higher than everyone thought they were going to. If they, if I predicted them to finish sixth again, or get in the playoffs again, that wouldn't be controversial. But because I think it's because they're a smaller club and they're Luton. I say, oh, they're actually going to have another good season. People think that's bad, but they have good players. I, and I don't think really that's too controversial, to be fair. I think you will. I don't think that's overall a too controversial choice. They've got solid um, championship players. They've got a very good... They've got strikers that are like Woodrow and um, the other one, Adebayo. And I, I really rate Collins. Um, is it Collins or Nathan Jones? The manager, I really rate him. I think he's done a fantastic got a whole, job. Got a whole city backline of Sonny Bradley and uh, Reese Burke. Yes, yes, exactly. So I think Luton. That's to round off the playoffs. Well, my, my playoffs. Uh, I don't think we've got any that are the same in my playoffs than yours. Oh, I've right. a lot. Oh, um, well, they're in no order, but Sheffield United. Um, yeah. I think will be in there. Um, I think Burnley will be in this playoffs. They're well, watching them right same. now. To be honest, watching them right now, they should be about 4-0 up on Huddersfield and they're only 1-0 up. Um, mm. Watford, I think, will be in the playoffs. And probably the controversial choice now will probably... I'm, I'm going to go into... Well, I'm going to mention them again a bit later. Um, Millwall, I think, are going to be in the playoffs. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's... They could do, because they've had a good win, though. They've lost Jed Wallace, right? But, you know, Honeyman and Afobe, I, I would have loved if we've kept Honeyman, and I would have actually liked to have signed Afobe for us, I think, because he's solid enough in the championship. And he's played in Turkey. Um, yeah. No, well, they always finish up outside the playoffs. You'd like they to think that it's... They always go on a playoff push, and you and will it. just finish outside. I have them um, ninth because they finish ninth every year. But at some point, you'd like to think they would get lucky and actually. I think, I, I think they've had a really good something. transfer window. And I think. Because I know in Millwall, the reputation, you shouldn't like them. But there's some, there's some about Millwall, as much as I dislike them, that I do also like. I like their it's kids. The wor- like it's the workmanship about them. It's, it's yeah. the way that they. They've just signed Honeyman, who I felt as soon as I saw that signing was the absolute perfect signing for him because it's a team where all of his strengths will be absolutely accentuated 100% because everyone around Hard him... Hard-working, like energetic, yeah. uh, kind of it felt like a fantastic rubbish of players. And from, yeah, what I've heard, think, he's had a, yeah. from what I've heard, he's had a really good pre-season with them, um, which doesn't surprise me at all. We are definitely... Um, or we're already regretting letting him go, I think, I understand why you left out. I don't blame him for leaving. I don't blame the club for letting him go. Yeah, I don't think... We didn't let him go. It was more that... uh, I suppose suppose maybe we did because perhaps we could have offered him more starting 
opportunities perhaps, but I was surprised, especially that Traore is injured. Well, you don't need to replace Traore with another t number 10 signing if you keep Honeyman. But, you know, he's gone. We move on. Maybe he'll be rubbish. Um, so, who, following that, who's your automatic? Uh, oh, actually, we'll, we'll briefly mention, because I forgot to mention him. For, uh, for Ann, relegation was the same again. Rotherham, Reading, Birmingham, bit of a theme there. Um, yeah. And his, his playoffs were Middlesbrough, Burnley, Sheffield United and West Brom. Um, yeah, I, nearly put West, I nearly put West Brom in mine. Um, they were probably going to finish eighth, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. I think Bruce. It's a difficult one, isn't it? He's, he's as, as great as his tactics were not long ago, they just feel a bit past it now. Maybe, yeah. That, that that happens to every manager, though. It's so difficult yeah. to sort of innovate when you're when you're older in your career. It's so difficult to. Um, well, um, who yeah. who are your well, top two then? Well, the other two things are dark horses and underperformance. Dark well, horses, I guess. I'm going dark horses as Luton again, and underperformance underperformers because we've got a good squad. But I think we're finishing eleventh. I think we're going to be the biggest underperformers. Uh, right. That was the To Hull and Back podcast, and uh, I will, <laughs> and that was Nathaniel. Yeah, well, uh, we might. For me, underperformers, I'll probably get a stick for this, actually. And I know, reading what Ant has put, he said the complete opposite to me. Mm. I think the underperformers are going to be Sunderland. Mm. Because I feel like this season, Sunderland are going to be the Legion United or Nottingham Forest of the league. In other words, the team where the media is going to absolutely wank themselves silly over because they're the big club in the league and they're obviously great and amazing, but they're a League One team that just got promoted. Yeah, because it's not like they got promoted immediately. Finish, I think they'll finish about where we finished last season, about 18th, 19th. Yeah, I because... think they'll have an OK season. I don't think they'll have an amazing one. I won't be surprised if they had an amazing one because sometimes a new fully promoted team does go straight across. Southampton did it, Sheffield United did it. It's not too ridiculous. I just feel like people are being them up just slightly too much. Yeah, I think so. I, mean, I like yeah. their manager, O'Neill. I, I revealed there that what uh, Ant's uh, dark horse, not dark horse, but his surprise package is going to be. Um, he said something Um I don't think Sunderland can even count as underperformers because I think their squad isn't, they have not improved it and they've been in the. Well, my, my reasoning is based on the fact that obviously, like I say, the media is going to go mental for them. If um, they underperform, they'll gonna, be. The media ultimate. will push them in a way that they're the big club in the league, yeah. which technically, statistically, they are the biggest, probably the biggest club in the league, technically. Uh, yeah. Just from a historical point of view, anyway. And. Size, but they've just been promoted, and it's rare that a newly promoted team then has a very successful following season. It does happen, but rare. And I think I think they're just going to be like most promoted teams who go up and finish in that sixteen to twenty first area. I think um, they've they've got um, such big pressure on them because they're this big club that. That they haven't even got that sort of plucky, all we're together promoted sort of team because they feel like they should do well. So I think that could backfire. And I, I don't think their squad's a huge amount better. And uh, Gabriel Romero says Lyndon Gooch sucks ass as well. So yeah. Um, <laughs> That's I, I, why they've just signed Ellis. Think... That is why they've just signed Ellis, seems to be I fair. I think I have Sunderland as 
the team to just finish one place above the relegation zone, which might be controversial, but yeah, I don't I don't fancy them. Plus it's Sunderland. I, I don't like them. Who were your surprise package then? Well, Luton, because no one thinks they're going to do well, apparently. I got so much me, stick. It's funny because I've just said all that shit about Sunderland. For me, the surprise package is going to be Wigan. <laughs> and this is purely no. based on I couldn't think of a team and I just picked the team at random. Well, that's the point of the surprise package, isn't it, really? Because exactly. I think I was trying to think of it. Well, I can't think of a surprise package because every team that I think will do well. Well, they're not surprising, and everything. Every team that I don't think will do well, they're not surprising because they're going to be as bad as I think they are. So that was my problem. I couldn't think of a surprise. So I picked a team at random. Yeah. Um, oh no, I've put Stoke. Actually, I think maybe Stoke have finished low down, but I think they've got a good team. That is a think, surprise because I would never have even thought of them. Um, yeah, I think I've I've written Stoke, but I don't really believe that. So. For for Ram, well. So your underperformers were who are your underperformers? Your dark horses and surprise. Well, dark horses. Oh, that's dark horse. Isn't a dark horse and a surprise package? I would say dark horse is who's who's challenging for promotion. Surprise is just general. Well, okay, dark horse. They could be the same team. To be fair, dark horses asked for a bit, and then I haven't mentioned this, but I've put Watford outside the playoffs. Not surprise. Not because they've got a bad squad, they've got an amazing squad, but I think that Saar and especially Dennis are so good gone. that they can't keep them. But then again, they have parachute payments and maybe they will. But Dennis has to go. He can't stay in the championship. So I don't. And they've got such a toxic dressing room and they will sack their manager. I don't necessarily think. And they've got such a bad home record. I think Watford will do okay, but I don't think. I think they've got the least chance of the relegating. Um, I didn't see them, but my dark horse is probably obvious because I've put them in the playoffs are probably Millwall. And funnily yeah. enough, that was the same with Ant. Ant's dark horses are also Millwall, and he feels the same good transfer business. They're up there in the league usually. Surely one year is going to be their year to quote thousands and millions of Liverpool fans. It's going to be their year eventually. Have um, they replaced Jed Wallace though? Because he was a huge player for them. I don't know whether they've replaced him properly, have they? So I maybe they'll be far worse because he was their best player. Let's pretend they have. And we, we don't have to do any proper research. That's effort. That'll be all right. So <laughs> shall we do our top two? Yeah, we'll do our top two. Um, Who is your top two? You do it. You go first. Um, well, for me, I think because they have to do it because otherwise the case is broken of yeah. Norwich and Fulham. Norwich will be top two um, yeah. because it's destined to be that they always get top two one season and then Fulham get really? the other. Um, and for me, second is um, someone who I think you mentioned in your playoffs, but I think they're going to have a great season is Middlesbrough. Did you even measure your playoffs? I can't remember now. Um, they were in my playoffs, yeah. I was yeah. going to put them up too. I just feel but... like they've made a couple of decent signings and I feel like the Chris Wilder effect, now yeah. he's had a full summer there, I think they're going to have a good time. Um, and I just feel like the top two is not going to be two relegated teams. Something about it. It feels like the league feels much more closer than it has for a while. Mm, I've um, got, I've not got any promoted teams in my top two. 
or relegated teams even. Relegated teams. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is about Middlesbrough, I was going to put them top two, but what I was thinking was that I'd seen them being linked with all these amazing transfers that they could make. Then I actually looked at the transfers they have made and they've not signed the players they've been linked to. And it's a really good side, but then they didn't have any strikers and they struggled with that last season. They had Ikpiatsu, uh, Balogun and that guy from uh, Brighton and none of them really, you know, score lots of goals. And who have they signed as their striker? Marcus Forsch, who has been very good for Brentford. Yeah, you're basing Marcus Force on Hull City there. But when he was at Brentford, where he was in a team where it was a bit more of a... Yeah. A, a team nearer the top of the table, let's put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. He was ace with Ivan Tony up front. Um, but I, I couldn't base Marcus Force on his Hull City career because there wasn't really a career there. Um, yeah, but I just think he's he's out of form, you know, and if we didn't want to sign him, even though we were allegedly, we are trying to push for promotion, we didn't want to sign him. So I, I just feel like and that's a letdown from the players they've been linked to. I uh, just, I think he'll do okay, but I don't think he'll do top two promotion okay, but I think they'll have a good season and they'll find the goals from somewhere, but... Not so, top two. So who are the who are the two then that you've picked that aren't well, relegated well, teams? Well, first, first I have. Um, wait a minute. Who's the Sheffield United manager? It's not Jukanovic, is it? Paul Hickingbottom. Oh, I'm an idiot then, because I was thinking, oh, Jukanovic is a great manager, and Sheffield United are going to get promoted, but well, he's not even a manager. Your argument However. Alive. However, I was thinking about it the same way. I thought that maybe Hickingbottom had started poorly then they brought in your can and done better but i think it'll be the the, 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 the final yeah i think it'll be like chris wilder though that he's come in and they did better with him and if they'd had hickenbottom the whole season then they would have finished higher so i think that they will finish higher this season than the playoffs and they've got a very good side i think that they'll finish higher because he's there for the whole year so it's a similar thing, but maybe um, I, yeah, it shows what research I did because I didn't even. I thought Yukanovich is such a good manager that they can't have sacked him, but no, Hagenbottom maybe. I just think Sheffield United. I think they could they could be right, although maybe Sharp's getting a bit older. But you know, I, I predicted that last season didn't happen. Maybe I'll predict it this season as well. Maybe it'll work. Uh, but now I, I feel a bit silly now, to be honest. This prediction malarkey is harder than I thought. Now, the other one, um, not. I'm probably thinking it's more like it's like 2013 or 2016, but I've gone for West Brom, which, I mean, they have an Steve amazing Bruce team. Blue and White Army. They've signed, um, well, the players we wanted to sign, so they've got good strikers already that they had last year. I think Robinson, if they keep him, and. Um, uh, Carl and Grant's great. They've got a good defence, and Bruce is a good defensive manager, allegedly. And they've signed Swift, Malumbi, and um, someone else in midfield that I like the look of. They already, they already had Mallet, and they signed Swift and Malumbi. Uh, someone else I thought they'd signed, but maybe not. Um, but I think they, they've got a great squad, and I think Bruce... 
uh, maybe his tactile doubted outdated, but really, essentially, I just put these top two as the top two because I didn't want to predict Norwich, Watford, or Burnley. So, um, well, that, that's fair enough. Um, I'm I'm pretty safe and said Norwich and Watford, um, which boring. is fair enough. Probably, yeah, but it's, you say it's you say it's boring, but the championship is starting to become that. I know. I really don't approve of the parachute payment sort of thing because it's it's good to keep the. I don't those disagree teams. with the concept. I think the way it's rolled out is the problem. Well, because yeah, yeah, obviously you need to give them money, otherwise they will go bust, and that's very important. But it doesn't help the. Um, it's same like with the. Is it fifty? Fifty one percent ownership in Germany. That's a good thing because yeah. yeah. It's good that the um, uh, fans get a huge say in the way that the, how the clubs are being run. But, but it's meant in terms that of competition, Munich must destroy the competition. Bayern Munich win every year, and so it's not entertaining. So maybe it's sensible, but it isn't entertaining, and it doesn't give teams like like us or whoever a good enough chance because the and especially as. You know, I don't think that it was supposed to happen this way, but because teams like West Brom and especially Norwich and Burnley, if they stayed up in the Premier League, it probably wouldn't work this way. But because they're in that midpoint between not being good enough, it's the Premier a good League. financial point to put your club in. I, I understand why they do it because the, it's an easy yeah. loophole yeah. to keep your club in a good position. Yeah, but I think if they were a bit, if they stayed up, it wouldn't be an issue. Yeah, my problem is as a fan, I would hate going from a really good season to a really shit season every year, every other year. I don't think it works because those teams who go back up don't stay up. My 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 personal preference, if we got promoted from the Prem, I'd hope they'd find the rule to keep us down in the Championship because I don't like the Prem. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe it may be if we actually, because we've not actually pushed on to become an established club yet. We've only ever had two years in the Premier League. That's the thing. But it can be boring. It's almost, it's just, I just don't care about it like I did in 2008. In 2008, it was fantastic because it was new. I didn't give a shit if it was 20th and beat Derby's record. I think if we, I think if we went up now because with the Turkish thing and this new project, I, I feel this is a different era, so I could be excited. But it wasn't exciting when we went up under Bruce the second time because we should have we shouldn't have gone down in the first place. It didn't feel like a benefit. It felt like we're getting back to where we should well, have that, been. That season, that season anyway. was already completely destroyed before it started with Bruce leaving and obviously feeling taken over. As great as that very quick start was, that season yeah. was already a downer from the yeah. moment it began. Yeah. But uh, I think if we went up now, that'd be exciting. But yeah, it's so difficult to say up now because of the way it's worked with the parachute payments. But they are suggesting a different way of doing it. And Ajahn mentioned that at the conference. He's happy that after next year, they might change it. So hopefully Yeah, I know there was all about doing it. Because it is rubbish. Because usually the championship should have been that essentially um, anyone could finish anywhere. But that is... A whole lot different now. Yes, Watford could go down potentially, but probably not going to happen because the players are so much better. Um, and that's a shame because uh, even 10 years ago when I started following football, 
it wasn't like that. And uh, I think we've lost a bit of the unpredictability. It's sad. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think this is just the way that it goes about it just feels like there's a gap that's increasing between Premier League and Championship every season. It needs sorting out. I think it would yeah. probably sort itself out if the teams who got promoted were half competent and actually, you know, stayed up. Maybe that would work. Well, the then, thing but... is, a lot of times, a lot of teams do stay up. It's the second season they have an issue. Yeah. It's the common um... occurrences. That's mm-hmm. the problem. Often, because we're with the, the joke is made about Norwich and Fulham, but that's only two teams. That's one each season. Because mm. usually it's it, like, it doesn't always happen, like, say, Huddersfield when they went up. The first season they were okay, second season time. Hull City That's when they first the strongest. Hull City yeah. um, Leeds managed to break that trend, unfortunately, this summer right. um, in terms of teams like that because they were on the verge of doing it. But a lot of teams yeah. do do it. It's rare that a team does keep it. Sheffield United Brent, did it. Yeah, Brentford United. Yeah, Sheffield United did it. I think Brentford might do it. It's it's rare that you get a team getting it and staying it like Palace did eventually, and Brighton have managed to do. Yeah, uh, Swansea Brentford did it for years. Done. Stoke did it. Wigan did it. Teams can do it. You'll go down eventually. You'll go down eventually. I mean, Newcastle have done that, and Villa have got rid of. Norwich were the perfect example of that because. because Norwich, not Norwich, uh, Wigan were the perfect example of that because Wigan would, mm. for years on end, it felt like Wigan would be in the bottom three all season. And then the last few games, they suddenly play, so the last few games, they'd suddenly play well and stay up. And it felt like that every single season. It just felt like, okay, and then the was. season they did go down, and then the season they did go down, they won the FA Cup. Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. So, it, I think there is a, need, a change needed to just, to, and I was worried when I saw that there was a news report recently on about the Premier League wanted to change the loan, the way that yeah, part that's of the, the, the loans. Yeah. I'm a bit worried about that because you essentially wanted to turn the championship into feeder teams. And I don't like that. It's like yeah. when they made the yeah. EFL trophy have the under-23 so, teams in it. I don't like I, that. I they, tried to make, they tried to move the under-23 teams into the League 2. I remember for a while they was trying yeah, it. They were going to do a League 3. And that's like European Super League levels of stupid. Yeah, so I've read the headline. What was the actual suggestion about the feeder club loan deal? What was that? It was a suggestion that I can't remember it properly off the top of my head, but it was more a suggestion that the clubs focused on trying not to do transfers with these teams and more doing loans and bringing like and trying not to loan more experienced players, only trying to learn youth players. I need to read it properly, but it was essentially a suggestion. They say. It was a vague suggestion of making the championship a reserve league. The, the way I thought about it when I saw the headline, I didn't read it, but that if the championship and the EFL were suggesting this, I'd probably be quite happy about it. But if the Premier League was suggesting it, then it probably isn't a very good idea because it won't have the best interests of the EFL at heart. Of course it doesn't. It doesn't have the best interests of the EFL. Yeah. It's all about money, as everything yeah, is ridiculous. in football now. I mean... Uh, it's gonna. It's only gonna get harder if they don't change the parachute payment thing. But uh, it does look quite difficult at the moment. Um, um, but, I think. Yeah. I think we're done on the championship, though. To be fair. Um, yeah. Uh, shall we do League One now? Let, let's not do that. Let, let's not. Um, there are a couple of general ones I was wondering about. Actually, um, I know we've just gone on about how much we hate the Premier League. 
Mm-hmm. Who's winning the Premier League? Um, it's going to be Manchester City. If Correct they, answer, let's move they on. They won the league um, without a striker. Now they have the best striker in the world, or maybe the second or third best, and will in two or three years be the best because the other ones will have retired. That, that fantastic Nordic know. meat shield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it'll be Man City and down, I think. Not that you've asked. Oh, you're doing down here. I wasn't even going to suggest that. But oh, um, I uh, think it'll be... Brentford. Um, oh, fuck, I actually don't know, to be honest. I Leeds, think Fulham might stay up. I like nah, Silver. Fulham will come down. It, it's meant to be, as always. I don't know. I just think, you know, Marco Silver is he the man. Maybe not. Um, but then Mitrovic he wasn't the man last time. time. As great as he was for all city, he was never the man in the end. Well, he sort of was, but anyway. Um, I think I think maybe Brentford, um, and maybe Forest, but essentially the the main one I'm suggesting that I think Southampton are. I think they're going down. I think they've they've been there too long. Their they've, form was they've regressed. They've regressed as a club. They've sold all their best players and they haven't really got a lot for it. And the question with Southampton is, is they're going to lose 9-0 again this season at some point. Oh, that'd be fun, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Armstrong's not good. Jay Adams is okay, but not the best. They've not got Brower or Brozier anymore. Broher, no, they haven't got... He was Brozier uh, or Brower. Well, I don't know. And... Um, um, I think I think they're for it this year. They've just been there a little bit too long, so maybe Southampton. Not a bad show. I, I, I'm not sure about the Prem. Like I said, I think Everton will have second season syndrome. I, that's the one I'd heard. I really I, hope, I still hope everyone yeah. go down. But the parachute payments and the Sky, it'd be awful on Sky, wouldn't it? It'd be you know. But the thing is, they'll sack Lampard if they're going that way. So. I'd, Maybe they won't. Uh, Maybe. Okay, then. Who do you think is going to win? We'll just do the Champions League. Not what do bother with the Europa League and Europa League. I don't care. I don't watch the Champions League because it's on BT and I don't have it. So I don't really care. Like, sorry. I, don't have it. I just go to the pub. Yeah, well, I, Champions League, meh. Um, do Real Madrid. Safe they and probably correct answer. Yeah, Real Madrid. Um, I'm going to say... will do the... I'm, I'm going to boring and say... Uh, Manchester City will finally actually do it, but no, not really. Um, fuck it, Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> um, if Hot- Tottenham Hotspur won the Champions League, I think that's... I mean, that is that like well, a bigger... What what what's more unlikely? England winning a tournament or Spurs winning the Champions, winning League? the Champions League? Yeah, I think so. I think so. They can't what, even what, scrape what, into a league great, cup. A cracking a cracking segue you've created there because my final prediction ask was going to be because for some ungodly reason we're playing it in the middle of winter. Well, here yeah. in the middle of winter. Well, we'll probably do World Cup episodes, no. won't we? Because we won't have. The championship. We did Euros episodes. We was the Euros episodes at the time. Um, well, we can do that then. Because we we'll want to talk about Alia, maybe Elder. We we'll want to talk about Tete. 
that that's one news from the press conference. We're talking about I'd, Jacob Greaves being in the heart of the England defence. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I didn't even know Ghana had qualified for the World Cup. I, I, so oh, I wasn't yeah. thinking. But like, so I, I'm looking it, forward to Alia. I'm looking forward to Alia tearing the English defence a new one. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, Tete was saying, "Oh, I'd like to go to the World um, Cup," and I'm me, like, but, "Mate, you didn't if, get if, there." If the, but they did. If the FA had entered the South put Serena Wiegmann in as uh, the men's manager, well, not now, maybe give it until after Sunday, um, give Serena Wiegmann the England manager's job for the men, and we probably would win the World Cup. But who mm-hmm. do you think's going to win in Qatar? Uh, uh, um, uh, England. <laughs> England. No, I have absolutely no idea. Not Germany because they're rubbish, and not Spain because they're rubbish. And I would France... never say that Germany is rubbish. Because... France, France can't win it again because that never happens. Italy aren't there. England aren't going to win it because they're England. Uh, Brazil, I don't... Brazil always have 18 billion players I've never heard of, and they're all great, but I, I, I've not heard of them, well, so I can't it's say. Funny that because my prediction is Brazil. Portugal can't go, can't win it. That one, you know, because they're not good enough. Uruguay, and I can't, I, I can't say. Belgium's golden generation are too old. Yeah, oh, six feet under. Yeah. So I think I would go for. Uh, for me, it's going to be Brazil. Obviously, I wanted to be England, but I just don't I was, see it. I was going to say Argentina, but that's ridiculous. You know, it'll, I'll, He's met, oh, you say that they won the Copper America. It's Messi's yeah. last tournament. I was thinking about the heat. It'll be, it will be Messi's last tournament anyway. I imagine. I uh, was thinking about the heat and maybe who would do well there. Maybe Brazil's a bad, not a bad shout, but uh, I can say England seriously, can't I? Who? Who England? Well, no. I mean, if, you can say it. You can if, say it seriously. It's just it, it. It won't seem serious. Well, that's the thing, though. If it we if, if we were another country. Or you know England, or a different country had got to the semi-final of the World Cup, and then the final of the Euros, and then the winner of the Euros, you know, isn't there. Um, then you would be able to say, oh, that team who's done well in the previous tournaments would do well again, but because it's England, you can't say that. So, uh, I, that's because everyone yeah. hates us. We've become Brazil. the mill wall of we've I, become the mill wall of international football. <laughs> yeah. All the other nations hate us. We don't That's, care. Yeah, always there, there, and thereabouts. Um, really, I, I'd need to actually analyse the draw because I think the draw actually really does determine. What I can't even because... remember. I, I, I can barely remember as England's group. I know it's Iran, USA, oh, and uh, Wales. Scotland, Scotland, Wales. Fucking what, Scotland. Um, what are we on about? The the how far I've looked is that we have those three. Then we will likely play Ecuador or Senegal in the round of 16, and then we will probably be playing France. So I think we'll the probably... The quarter-final exit it is, then? Yeah, but then well, we've been to... lucky. We've yeah, been lucky in the last two quarter-finals. So I've put up with that oh, yeah. quarter-final so many times, and you're younger than me. I've so... only seen us lose in one quarter-final, and that was the Euros against Italy. That was like the fourth game I ever watched ever. That was, I and mean, we didn't even consider that was boring. That one fucking hell. 
Um, what's his face? Johnson should have scored. I remember watching us against Brazil in my school hall in Wivensee mm. High. School Hall. I remember watching it on a little telly, getting disappointed because David Seaman can't jump. Yeah, uh, the thing is, I, I that hurts me, even though I wasn't watching it at the time. It still hurts me that that happened in the past, weirdly. But yeah, um, we'll probably lose the quarterfinal. But then again, maybe Southgate's juju will work again, and we'll somehow draw easy teams in that nah, stage. Um, I say sack Southgate as much. I love the man, or I have loved the man until yeah, recently. I um, think that's ridiculous myself. Get Serena Vigman in. I think I, I mean, think uh, the men's going to bring some. Um, obviously, the women are going to do it on yeah. Sunday. I think um, if we in the middle follow up. I think if we finish whatever round we we get to at the World Cup, I think it'll be gone anyway. Perhaps. Yeah, I think it'll be his last tournament. To be fair, yeah, maybe maybe he'll Sorry, stay on for I, the next oh, one. It's his last tournament. Yeah, I mean he's done really well, but you know if he's had yeah. three tournaments. I joke about then... Serena Vigman. I say I joke. I'd love it. Um, it's not going to happen. Graham though, Potter, get Graham Potter in. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, yeah, Graham Potter, I think that would be really um, good. I think we should probably end off, just bring it back to Hull City. Mm. We're playing Bristol very soon. Oh, we need to predict the, the uh, or should uh, we do the lineup? Or is that too we've, long? We've been, going for a, we've been going for a while now, so I think we'll just go do a quick score prediction. Yeah, uh, well, I've predicted it twice already on various platforms, 2-2. Two, two. You bastard, because on my, on my mate's group chat, I also said 2-2, two, two, but no, I can't really go for that because you said it. Of course you can. Of course you can. Um, I'm going to say 2-1 Hull City. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I think we will play a whole lot better than the pre-season games, but, you know, also maybe not. Yeah, 2-1, two, 2-2 two, 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 or whatever. Something like um, that. But I think... I think that's everything for a season preview, to be fair. We'll probably miss some, but what's even the point in going back and checking? We'll just come yeah. to that bridge. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Certainly. Yeah, well, this has been fun, and hopefully we'll have more people on for the next one. And, and may uh, remember his laptop next time. Yeah, and um, if you've not seen watching. it already, if, if you've not seen it already, I did a uh, opposition preview with uh, Matthew Withers of the Three Peeps and a Podcast. He's a Bristol City fan. I recorded that on Wednesday night. So check that out if you want to see what a Bristol City's fan, uh, what their view on the game's going to be. And other than that, uh, well, that's the end. I don't know how Ant usually ends these. Just does he say goodbye? I don't know. I am very, tempted, just to just cut it. I am very tempted to just cut it off as soon as you said that there. Um, well, should we just cut it off anyway? What you mean we should finish it mid-centre? The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. 
Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.